0: Well, let's give one side a, a clear chance to air their side on this issue with uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying that, you know, to preserve the gains... Preserve the gains of what? The raised crime rate? The number of uh, gang members who are engaging in shooting on an almost daily basis? Crime that is completely out of control in the streets of New York? In his own borough of Brooklyn where some say he doesn't even really live. (laughs) I remember saying he's over in New Jersey. But, uh, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Let's listen to uh, his horror, as some of them call him. Mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. The only man who actually succeeded in becoming more disliked than Bill de Blasio
1: in less than a month in office. decision we can say with certainty this decision has made every single one of us less safe from gun violence the decision ignores the shocking crisis of gun violence every day engulfing not only New York but engulfing our entire country the opinion claims to be based on nation historical past but does not account for the reality of today It ignores the present, and it endangers our future. While nothing changes today, and we want to be clear on that, nothing changes today. We have been preparing for this decision and will continue to do everything possible to work with our federal, state, and local partners to protect our city. We will collaborate with other mayors, municipality leaders, and governors and will leave no unturned stone as we seek to undo and mitigate the damage that we are witnessing today. Those efforts would include a comprehensive review with the Corporation Counsel, our Chief Counsel and other legal experts to assist us in this manner. As we start to define sensitive locations when carrying a gun is banned and reviewing our application process to ensure that only those who are fully qualified can obtain a carry license. This is something that the police commissioner who's joining me today will ensure that our licensing licensing division is aware of. We will work together to limit the risk this decision will create once it is implemented. And we cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. That is unacceptable. This decision is created. We will not allow our city to live in fear that everyone around us is armed and that any altercation could evolve into a shootout. We will not allow the men and women of the police department to be subject subjected to further danger, making their already difficult jobs even more horroring. And let me say this again. We will do everything in our power, using every legal resource available to ensure the gains we've seen during this administration are not undone, and that New Yorkers are not put in greater, greater danger of gun violence. There is no place in the nation that this decision affects as much as New York City There is no place in the nation that is going to be impacted based on this decision more than New York City. There is no place in the nation that the decision affects as much as New Yorkers. And we are prepared to set an example that will lead the country of how do we fight back on this decision. Today's Supreme Court decision may have opened an additional river, that is going to feed the sea of gun violence in our city and in our nation. Now is the time for every elected official who cares about the safety of all Americans to come together and respond thoroughly and comprehensively to this appalling decision. Our work begins now to start saving New Yorkers and Americans. Please, Commissioner.
2: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. As the Mayor said, this case has been remanded back to the lower court, so the important thing to know today is that nothing changes. If you have a premise permit, it does not automatically convert to a carry permit. If you carry a gun illegally in New York City, you will be arrested. Nothing changes today, and that's important for everyone to be aware of. When we open the universe of carry permits, it potentially brings more guns to the City of New York and to the streets of New York City. And that should concern us all, Mr. Mayor.
0: Well, you know, with Governor Hochul weighing in on the situation with the Supreme Court ruling, it is rather strange to hear her say that, in her views, speech uh, can be controlled in certain instances. So, therefore, everything else must be controlled. Probably the next thing Hochul wants to control is who can breathe, who can think, and what you can think. Because that's just what they want to do. They want to take away people's ability to be able to defend themselves for one very basic reason because the more you are dependent on them the more you are forced to rely on them it's kind of like the dependency between a drug pusher and a drug addict you know the 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 pusher stays around pretends to protect them you know what oftentimes either taking advantage of them when they're when they're passed out from their drugs or worse selling them off to people to be able to afford their drug debt well if hoko had her way she would basically demand that every person in New York follow everything the government has to say and just trust the government 100% in every little thing. That did not go too well for a lot of seniors. And Hoko was vice governor when this happened, who were put into elder care homes and they had COVID. The other people in those homes suddenly all got COVID. Guess what? You put a highly contagious disease in with people who are not contaminated, and suddenly everybody gets it. Well, you know, what it was about really was experimentation, some say, so that they could experiment with certain drugs and probably also was used for experimentation with the vaccine. They're old. They didn't care about them. and Primarily, mostly they vote (laughs) conservative and Republican anyway. So that's one of the issues that you hear about here. Anyway, here's Governor Holcomb Hochul. You know, they call her hooked, but whatever. Yeah, this is what she has to say on it.
3: Apparently... (laughs) The Supreme Court has now decided, with this far reaching decision, that the two step standard that had been in place since Heller versus McDonald, where they analyze the Second Amendment, where it combines history, we have a history, yes we do, but also means and scrutiny. Does the means of the restriction justify the infringement?
0: So basically, she's trying to justify her action of the first date. You have to remember, this was a woman who a few years ago when she was in Congress in upstate New York, up near Buffalo, uh, she ran basically as the candidate of the National Rifle Association. She was for gun ownership and uh, very, very much for the right to bear arms. This is what she's saying now because she's a Democrat and she's a governor and she's running in a woke, broke society.
3: And most people would say, yes, we have a right to protect people from gun violence. But I'll simply say in our very quick analysis, because this is only minutes old, they have now said that the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this this nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. That's it. No longer can we strike the balance.
0: Well, this is a straight out lie because basically, what the ruling said, if you listened earlier from the ABC News report about what had happened, is that government may indeed restrict firearms within courtrooms, government buildings, churches, places of worship, uh, schools, uh, hospitals. The government can restrict where firearms are allowed to be brought by civilians, and that not everywhere can a civilian bring a firearm, for example, an airport or on an aircraft, uh, you know, or on anything that is public transportation for that matter. You know, there still are restrictions there, and these restrictions are still in place. All that was changed is that ridiculous laws established by New York State were shoved away by the Supreme Court. Let me tell you how ridiculous it is here in, in, in the state of New York, okay? You can own a firearm. Right? You apply for a permit, you want to 76,000 people in the city of New York who have a permit. And remember, that's 76,000 of a population of, oh, say, 8 or 9 million. So it's not even one, one-tenth of 1% one of the population who are... Uh, civilians who are legally entitled, uh, have have applied, have met all the requirements and and own a firearm. And among those are private security guards, among those are business owners, among those are many other people. So they have that uh, registered permit that allows them to own a weapon. But the reality is probably closer to 20% of the population of the city of New York. uh, Yeah, about two 1,000 times that number uh, actually possess or own a firearm. And in many instances, these are grandfathered firearms, meaning firearms that were owned by probably their grandfathers or grandmothers. And uh, these are people who had these guns uh, in their homes for a very long period of time. Now, the law is very clear. In New York State, you can go out and purchase a rifle or a shotgun and uh, there's practically no paperwork required for that because as long as it's used for hunting or, uh, or, or, or for sporting purposes or for self-defense, you are allowed to have one. However, not within the confines of certain places. Like in New York City, if you live in a tall building and you suddenly start buying up a bunch of rifles, people are not exactly gonna be too happy about that because what do you need those for? And there, there is probable cause for the police to say, you know what, maybe you want to take those upstate or bring that somewhere where, you know, there's bears or, or you're hunting deer or something. The police do have a right to to make restrictions on how you store your weapons as well, is what the Supreme Court ruling said. Uh, the government has certain uh, obligations also to ensure that gun safety is in play. However, if people are paying fees to be able to possess a firearm legally within the city of New York within, and, and not be able to bring it on their person to be able to defend themselves, then that is a totally ridiculous law. Because the concept of self-defense is part of American historical kind of ownership. And this is what Hochul and people like her in the Democrat Party don't like because they don't want you acting for yourself. That is just how the Democrats act when it comes to this type of a situation. Most of these guys on television you hear complaining about what's going on with the uh, recent developments in the Supreme Court here in New York City. You know what? They don't have to ride the uh, subway. They don't have to walk the streets to get to work at wee hours of the morning just to be able to get there in time. And probably very few of them travel more than a few blocks to get to from where they're going to where they're going. A lot of them use Ubers and private transportation. A few maybe even, you know, would probably use the subway every now and then to go a short distance. But generally speaking, the vast majority of those people on television that you're seeing complaining tonight about... And last night and the day before about the supreme court passing gun laws especially those on network television well they're earning in the seven eight figure range you know that means they're earning above 10 million dollars yeah that's how big some of these people earn so most of them what they probably do is going from wherever their chauffeur dropped them off to wherever they need to get back on But if you listen to them, the SCOTUS ruling affects them directly in New York City.
2: Listen. New York state law on the books for more than a century. It required gun owners to show a heightened need, a proper cause, in order to carry a concealed handgun. The court ruling that that violates the Second Amendment's right to keep and bear arms. The decision by a six to three majority of conservative justices, the three liberal justices dissenting, Justice Clarence Thomas for the majority, writing that citizens shouldn't have to explain to the government why they're seeking to exercise a constitutional right. But the ruling allows states to ban guns in, quote, sensitive places that could include schools, government buildings, courthouses. But he specifically wrote all of
0: Manhattan could not be declared a sensitive place. So basically, this is what, you know, the, the, the elites don't want anybody to have guns but their security. They're hired thugs. And uh, the gangsters who are on their payrolls or who they work for, either of the two. It depends on how you look at it. But, you know, when you think about it, you got guys like Joe Biden who openly say that they own firearms and have had firearms their whole life. Uh, You know, uh, members of his family, like Hunter Biden, had a permit to carry and a concealed permit at that in Washington, D.C., of all places, where it's really restricted. But the whole thing basically falls down on this. And and that is, there is a second amendment in the United States. And that while, uh, you know, media is screaming about this, people don't seem to understand what this all means. And what it means very plainly is that it allows civilians who legally follow the law, who acquire a firearms purchase permit, who... Uh, pass all the background checks because there are a lot of background checks. You can't just go out in New York City and go to Walmart and pick one up or, or go to a gun store because practically there are no gun stores in New York City for that matter. But you can't just go out and purchase a firearm and expect to have it, uh, you know, be walking around with it in your pocket. It's not what it is. It's not how it works. The law as defined by the Supreme Court that was struck down is not 100 years old. The enabling law dates back to 1878. That is true. However, the law that was passed more recently in the 1950s and the 1960s to control gun ownership in New York City is a totally different thing. You see, one of the problems with New York City is a lot of times they don't like the Constitution. and. Most of those who don't like it for some reason happen to be Democrats. And that's just something they do a lot of. Anyway, we hear a lot from them every now and then on this issue. And to them, gun control and preventing people from owning a weapon, being able to defend themselves, goes down to even the most basic things. Uh, A person with pepper spray, you know, uh, defending themselves will probably get arrested in, in the city of New York. That's just the way it works. If you're walking down the, the streets in the city, you hear the sounds around you, you hear what's going down, you know, what what, what, what is happening as, as you wander about town. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. Uh, there cannot be any other explanation for this other than saying it's mass hysteria again. People think that just because the Supreme Court ruled this way, that somebody's going to run out there and show up, and people are going to start walking around like cowboys with guns strapped to their hips, where they do in other states. Which is not a bad thing, because in those states usually they have very low crime rates. And in fact, it's when those things are overly controlled it's when the crime rates exceed. the norm. Meanwhile, We do know that Governor Hochul, as along with Mayor Eric Adams, decided that uh, having drag queens um, read children's book stories, basically, literally taking uh, many of these people who parade around in their costumes and dance around and do things uh, that, uh, well, they do in transvestite shows uh, in classrooms or bringing young students Out to strip bars, gay clubs, is something that uh, is not exactly thought highly of by the drag queens themselves. You see, at least one of them talked to Lydia Serrani over at WABC and this is what uh, they had to say about the entire situation and why they, who themselves Admit that, uh, you know, hey, it's kind of cool that they're getting paid to do these things. Think it's absolutely idiotic that government is doing this because whether it's males dressed as females or females dressed as males or just males stripping as males and females stripping as females, sexualizing children at an early age of three, four, five years old, kindergarten kids is wrong because all that involves is grooming them potentially as victims for pedophiles. Let's listen to it.
2: What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage? I have absolutely no idea why You would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is... an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand You might wanna look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't. Ru-
1: what?
0: So basically, that is what uh, you know. A performer, a, be- a very well-known performer in New York City, had to say about it, ironically on Pride Week, basically saying that. A lot of these actions by some parents and some groups who may think that it's woke and with it are actually hurting this community that they claim that they want to help. And uh, that is true. It is it is building up a lot of resentment among a lot of people. And, uh, you know, these are issues that all this wokeness can indeed lead to problems of brokenness. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry for the bad rhyme there, but, you know, I was just listening to Ted Cruz and he was talking about that, how, you know, when you go woke, you go broke, and that is one of the biggest problems that, uh, that they seem to have. As we heard Governor Hochul talk about, of course, the problems with trying to keep the peace in New York State, one of the most basic things and jobs that she should have is protecting the children of New York State being exposed to deviant behavior, whether it be by whatever gender, or whether by straight or gay people, because, hey, that's just wrong. The Supreme Court has ruled, and probably the state of New York will move everything again to pass a new gun law that will attempt to control people's ability to defend themselves. But they've already gone a little bit too far with too many things. They need to focus first on delivering justice to the people of the state of New York, the constituents, the voters. Otherwise, well, in November, they can always be fired. I'm Mike of New York, and that's a quick look at what's happening now. We'll be back with more opinions on this Supreme Court ruling uh, in a little while.